listening to Resilient and Rowdy. I'm your host, Jess James. Tune in to hear unfiltered discussions and stories of the bold and the brave. So kick back and enjoy some R&R. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Jess. Uh, this is the Resilient and Rowdy podcast. And today I have Desiree with me. Hello. Hey, Des. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Awesome. Well, my name is Desiree, Desiree Fournier, for all y'all that want to like IG me or at Desiree Grace. I don't care. Whatever. Uh, so I am here because I know Jess from the military. Uh, we used to be in the same unit. She was a chemical soldier and I was the military police officer in our unit. And um, also here just to talk girl talk and talk about whatever comes to mind. So I'm just very yeah, excited to be good. here. Good. I'm so glad that you wanted to come on and I, um, you know, like saw you like through social media and it's been really nice to like, just, you know, see you progress and like what you've been getting into after, well, after I got out, uh, you're, you were still in for a bit and you said now you're in reserves. Yes, I, I'm now in the reserves. I've been in the reserves since the beginning of 2016, so about five and a half years. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely enjoy the reserves a little bit better than active duty. Not as not as much pressure and a little bit more autonomy, which is great. So yeah, okay, I love hearing that. That's that's understandable. Yeah. But, um, so. I definitely wanted to just reach out to you and, you know, pick your brain and highlight you because I remember you being a really badass, like, you know, young lieutenant and with your uh, deployment to AFRICOM and preparing for that, being in a, I mean, already male dominated sector, even within that sector, there's are, there's still very few women. And I love the way that you were able to uh, you know, command a room and, you know, take charge and, and kind of like put these men into place. So uh, what was your experience like from your perspective? Yeah, well, just a quick background. So I actually grew up in a military family. My father was a command sergeant major. He actually retired as a master sergeant, though. They took away his sergeant major rank. Um, if for those that don't know, it's the highest enlisted rank. Um, but he was in for 27 years. And then my older brother is currently in, he's been in for over 20 years. He's uh, in first group. So that's all I'm gonna say about that because it has to be a little bit secretive. Um, so I've been around a lot of males growing up and those who are very alpha male. And so I naturally became somewhat of an alpha female uh, my mother is also a pretty strong woman, so there's a lot of alphas in our house and a, a lot of arguments that could have resulted in us having maybe a re reality show. We've talked about it so many times. <laughs> but uh, just getting into the military, I initially was going to go Navy, but they weren't going to allow me to progress to become an officer or get my college degree before signing the contract. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to have a college degree before getting in. And then the Army allotted me the opportunity to do so. And so 
Joined the Army, commissioned in 2011, so I've been an officer for over 10 years, which is crazy to say. Um, and bright-eyed, bushy-tailed lieutenant coming to Fort Riley, Kansas. Um, as a military police officer, I knew I was going to be in a male-dominated sector. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to change who I was uh, coming into it because I see myself as a very nice person initially because if I don't know you, I'm not going to be rude to you. Um, so I'm also going to treat people the way I want to treat, be treated. So even if you are the highest rank or the lowest rank, I'm going to talk to you like a person, not like scum, like some of the other officers I won't mention names, but, um, with that being said, I, came in just, you know, wanting to have a well cohesive unit. And then I quickly noticed that a lot of individuals, uh, mainly males, as you know, stated, because the military is male dominated. And the unit that we were in was very male dominated. Um, I somewhat had to show them that I wasn't anybody to, am I allowed to cuss? fuck with like okay i just wanted to make sure uh Me, I like come on <laughs> um i didn't want to be messed with because you know i i didn't want to be perceived as quote-unquote weak because females sometimes are seen as weak um so i was a little bit more assertive than i naturally wanted to be um but in a way it helped because military police are very assertive and so I kind of found my groove in that. Um, I also was noticed a lot by the leadership in a good way because of it, because I wouldn't let the boys kind of pick on me. You know, uh, I'm pretty good at roasting people and making fun of people and just being very sarcastic. So when people did fuck with me, I kind of was like, okay, I'm just going to have to put you in your place. Right. And a majority of the time I did. And when I didn't, we would have backhanded conversations and that would be fine too, but never in front of the, the lower enlisted or the enlisted in general, because mm -hmm. these were mainly officers that were trying to diminish me or throw me under a bus. And I had to keep it professional at times. Yeah. And usually that spoke that that spoke volumes versus trying to embarrass people in front of leadership. Cause I have been spoken to disrespectfully in front of leadership and I've had to hold my thumb, but when leadership was gone, it kind of was like, you know, gloves off in a way. Yeah. No, it's really good. And, and that sometimes can be the latter, but it, it unfortunately like, isn't really surprising to hear. Like I, that's not the first time that I've heard that, um, like the officer side can be a little like cutthroat, at least for the junior officers. So yes. um, it, it it's, I don't know, it is what it is. Like I get it, but like you would think that, um, you know, after a couple of years in college and maybe ROTC, it wouldn't be that way. So yeah. I'm proud to see that you, you know, you kept your chin up and you didn't take, you know, shit from anyone. Like that was what I really admired. I, I really appreciate that. And to kind of go back on what you said, yes, the officer world is very cutthroat, especially for junior officers. 
because when you first come to a unit, you're looking for a spot. And if there's not a spot for you as a platoon leader, because that's the first spot that you want, you want to be in charge of a unit, you are going up to staff and you're going in the operations section. And that is an area where a lot of junior lieutenants hated being because you were there from 6 a.m. to maybe 7 or 8 p.m. And you're writing operations because some major doesn't like the fact that you put the word the instead of the word then or some shit like that. You know, that's just an example. I thankfully was never up in the operations as a junior enlisted. Um, The high or the as a lieutenant the highest or closest i got was i was the battalion adjutant for our uh, battalion commander which wasn't even a place because i wasn't even supposed to be there after a while because i was an mp and there were no mps allowed but because i was number one in the unit which uh, you know no big deal but i mean (laughs) sorry humble brag (laughs) he wanted me to kind of be his glorified secretary and in a way, that kind of was the reason why I got out of active duty, because uh, I just didn't, I, I didn't join the military to serve coffee to fucking officers. You know what I mean? Like, I joined the military to help soldiers and to progress my leadership skills and see what I can do to better our military, even if it's just a small part. Yeah. I didn't, like, getting yelled at because... I didn't keep him on his schedule because he would walk out of the office at his own time and take his time. And other captains are like, what the fuck, Lieutenant? It's like, I'm sorry. No, mm -mm, we're not, we're not doing this. And like, as a Lieutenant, I didn't have the rank. And I, I remember being told by one of the majors up in the operations shops, like, man, I remember when lieutenants used to shut their mouths when people would talk to them. And I just kind of looked at him like, you scrawny motherfucker. Like, I wish we can go outside. You know what I mean? Like, I just like, I wish. Like, I just, there were so many times where I just wanted them to like catch these hands and just, and you had to just kind of be like, "Mm." (laughs) okay. You know, unfortunately, he probably is a little bit further in his career. In a way, I kind of hope he got, like, medically discharged or, like, left the military at one point because he couldn't get any other higher rank. But it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I found out that the the individual I was an adjutant for is now a pretty high-up full-bird colonel for the engineer board. And I was like, <laughs> interesting. Interesting, sir. I'm, I'm trying Wait. to remember who that could be, but I'm drawing a blank. I will do the private chat. I will send yeah. that to you. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. But no, really, I, I mean, I do applaud you. And uh, I mean, yeah, just kudos to you for really just like knowing when to, you know, tactfully and gracefully you know, just walk away or, or I don't know, but you, you did an exemplary job of just, you know, commanding the room, you know, and not, not taking any shit. And, um, and yeah, I'm glad to hear that reserves is a better fit for you. Like, 
it, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, it, 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 it is what it is, but sometimes active duty isn't really all in yeah, and I, I really appreciate that, you know, that's kind of what I, I mean, I didn't want to go in there to like just, just to command a room, I wanted to go there, you know, in the military to help people, and just to know that I, I, I really appreciate it, um, but to add to the reserves, I appreciate the reserves a little bit more because everybody at the end of the day is a civilian, and they have their civilian jobs that is full-time, and the military uh, for the reserves is part-time. It's the one week in a month, two weeks a year thing that you see on the commercials. Mm -hmm. And uh, luckily I'm a part of a unit. So I'm, I am a team chief currently for a uh, observer controller trainer unit. For those who don't know, those are people that somewhat grade the, those soldiers for deployment to make sure that they're ready. And so I am a, a team chief for our military police section. And um, the lowest rank that we have is an E5 or a sergeant. And so we don't have any junior enlisted and we're all leaders and we all treat each other as such. And it's actually, I love the unit, it's a blessing and soldiers are so good. Um, oh, awesome. So yeah. as an officer, um, remind me, like, you're, are you obligated to do reserves or like, what, what's your like contract situation look like? Like what, like, cause it like yeah. you have to resign your commission or what, it, I don't know. Tell me about it. Yeah, no, it's okay. So I oh, um, signed my ROTC contract. I didn't get any scholarship. So I was still paying for my own college or my, you know, my dad and my mom were helping me out, let's be honest. And they, they said they would pay as long as I stayed in school and stayed at the house, which I'm like, okay, deal. Yeah. Um, which was very nice. But I also went to a pretty cheap college at the time when college was cheap. This was about 12 years ago. So uh, <laughs> it's not like the spikes that are there now where people are just millions of dollars in student debt. Um, but uh, my contract... It was three years active duty, three years reserves. Okay. Um, I ended up doing four to five years active duty, and I've been in the reserves for about five to six years. So I am. Um, my contract technically ends whenever I say that I want to put in my resignation con um, my resignation for the military. Okay. But uh, because I'm already halfway there, I'm just going to stay in, and I'm just going to. I mean, it yeah. only makes sense. I'm halfway, you know, there, what is another 10 years of reserve? That's fine with me. That's so, so exciting. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, yeah I, I hear you and I applaud that. Good for you. And here's yeah. uh, 10 more years. I know it's, it's going to be here before we know it. So, I mean, might as well, you know, we'll see what happens. I um, am actually up for my major board next year. So oh oh, that's let's exciting. see what happens. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, just the gold stuff where, you know, where it, it's the rank where people don't know what you do because you technically don't do anything. <laughs> I love it. I mean, bring me into real. That's yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Like nobody, you don't get command time. It's like, what, you're going to be in charge of a staff section? Cool. Got it. Oh, it is what it is. <laughs> So after active duty, what did you um, start doing as like a full-time job or career? Yeah. So I actually have done a multitude of jobs. Uh, the 
main reason why I got out is because I wanted to get my master's degree. So I went back to school, got my master's degree in kinesiology. Um, so that way I could kind of get like the men it's so the option was mental skills, which is kind of like sports psychology in a way. So I was able to find out more about that. And I truly didn't know what I wanted to do with it because I'm the type of person that everybody always kind of counted out growing up or saying like, you can't do this. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get my master's. You can't tell me that I can't get my fucking master's degree. Like, I'm going to get my master's degree. And I got it. So, I mean, it is what it is. Congratulations. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my tagline, I guess, for the rest of the show. <laughs> but um, got my master's degree. But I also worked at a physical therapy office for a while. I was a personal trainer for a while. And then in 2019, so my reserve unit, every four to five years, we activate for a year to Fort Hood, Texas to do our job. Mm -hmm. And so I was back on active duty for a year full time. Okay. And uh, I liked it a lot. I actually did like the job. I was in charge of what's called our green team, which was our range operation, driver's training operations, language classes. So we were in charge of all the training. Um, and then I, after, or after halfway, I was halfway through, I became the company commander for my unit. So I got some command time in and then uh, early 2020, uh, we came back in February and then March we shut down. But luckily I got a job, which I actually currently hold now. I am a safety coordinator for a construction company or general contractor. So um, my job was very instrumental uh, because of COVID and because of my quote unquote medical background and my degrees, I was able to help out and they have, they like me. So, I mean, and I, I actually really like the company I work with. I have no complaints mm -hmm. other than sometimes people complain too much about <laughs> training because I'm in charge of the training of the company yeah. and it's like, okay, you can complain all you want, but this is the requirement. So I don't know what you want me to do. Right. Um, like would you rather yeah. do this training or do you want the violation from OSHA? Like Exactly. I'm so glad you know what OSHA is because I was yeah. like, all the OSHA jokes. All the OSHA. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it's, we literally had a, a meeting yesterday about it and I won't go too much into it, but some of the people were like, well, why do we need to do this course if it, it was in OSHA 30? And we had to be like, OSHA 30 is for supervisors, but this actually certifies you and what you're supposed to do. Um, and they were still complaining. And I, my boss like called me to vent because I guess one of the great things about the military and you know, and hence part of the name of your podcast is that we're a little bit more resilient than others. Uh, so uh, I told him that if he ever needs to vent and not take that energy home to give me a call, you know? So that way you're like, hey, don't take the energy home. Be, you know, this is how we become resilient, and this is how we think things through. Just yell at your gripes, and we kind of just griped each other for a good half hour yesterday, and <laughs> it was, it was just one of those things where it's so annoying that it's like, it, it kind of brought me back to how, and again, I'm not discrediting any enlisted, but it brought me back to when I was a junior, a junior officer, and 
the platoon sergeants or the uh, section leaders would try to get over on me and then complain after I'm trying to give them autonomy. It's just like, okay, you know what? I'm going to fucking pull back now because you want to just, it's just like, I'm giving you so much and I'm fighting for you. Like you don't know what the fuck is coming from the top. You don't know because I'm filtering it. So, you know what? I'm just going to be very apparent with you. This is what's happening. Here you go. You know? And so that's, it kind of reminded me of that. I'm like, okay, I've been through this before. (laughs) So, some really like you know oddly you know I mean interesting flashbacks but that's funny and I'm really glad you found this um you know this job and that you're really enjoying it um that's that's a really nice unexpected blessing (laughs) it's very unexpected and what's really funny about it is after I got out of active duty because we were part of an engineer unit I swore to myself I would never work with construction or engineers ever again like I was like fuck them you know (laughs) and then literally worked for a general contractor and around so much construction and i'm like you know what whatever (laughs) we're gonna have to deal with this every now and again it's just really funny you would be surprised like it's like you put that out and ironically it it came back around like (laughs) yeah i mean it is what it is again tagline just just do the whole like you know the more you know with the rainbow (laughs) yeah the more you know no but seriously because um i said the same thing with dating and i was like all right i'm done with military men Mm -hmm. and literally all that i meet whether i'm trying to or not i mean not just and it's not even from my nonprofit side it's like in my personal life i'm meeting other veterans and i'm like I'm sorry, but I have a personal rule. Like, and I'm like, mm-hmm. and that's mm. so I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I bit my, I, it's biting me in the butt now. So same thing. So, mm-hmm. oh, I, I completely understand the whole thing with dating. I mean, like, you know, I've talked to you offline, kind of somewhat about my ex, but I've always told myself, I'm like, I'm a strong woman. I will never be a part of an abusive relationship. I, you know, luckily it never got physical, but. I, you know, I, thankfully I've come out of it and I've learned and now I know what I want and I have boundaries. So it's, it's kind of great in that sense. And but it's crazy that like, as like 20 somethings, we didn't know these boundaries that are yeah. you know, incredibly like fulfilling and they really build that like solid foundation that you need as a person, as a woman, as a, a lady, whatever. Um, to not tolerate that, to know that you're, you know, above that you deserve more. But, you know, for those types of relationships, it's very like, it's very sneaky sometimes what they do. So like we, you beat yourself up. I've beat myself up for it. Like, like, how can I be so stupid? Like one, you have those rose colored glasses on and two, again, it's very sneaky. It can be very subtle. um, And you don't think it's abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, it's okay. Okay. But um, I mean, how did you kind of like start realizing that hey, like this isn't normal or good behavior? Like this isn't what I want. This isn't, you know. 
Well, I didn't realize it wasn't what I want until after he broke up with me for the millionth time. Um, so, well, like he he often cut yeah, off. Yeah. So, just I guess like a background in how I am as an individual to how it makes sense. So, um, I personally blame rom coms from the nineties because. Um, I'm the t- I'm a very, 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 like, I romanticize love because I just want to be loved, as everybody does. And I, you know, growing up, I felt like there were only a few people that really, like, loved me, but I never had, like, that romantic love, mm-hmm. really, in a way. Yeah. And I would look for it in the wrong reason, or the wrong people, the wrong times, and, you know, and with this relationship... Uh, he was my friend first. And then one night I kind of just drunkenly made my move and we started dating before we we made it quote unquote official. And I should have known that it never was going to work or anything because so he is or was, I don't know, haven't checked on him in over a year. Haven't spoken to him in over a year. Yep, been very good about that. Um, he, it, we'll just say, is a um, deputy sheriff or a sergeant. Like a, he's a cop. Yeah. So um, he was telling me about his undercover work. About how he used to go by other names and, you know, have to do all these things. And my, like, this was before our first official date. And my brain said, red flag, red flag, red flag. But why would my brain say it and I don't listen to it? Because I just wanted to be, like, loved and felt by, like, from when, you know, we first kissed and everything. Because we kissed before our first date. And so I was just like, oh, I just want to be loved, you know? And I wasn't in a good place mentally at the time either when we first started. So this was in January of 20, I want to say 2016, 2017, one of those years. And then we went on a trip to Tahoe. He asked me to be his girlfriend and I was like, yes. And then after we came back, he ghosted me for two weeks and officially broke up with me on Valentine's day. And I'm like, got it. And so I was hurt for like two months before I saw him again. Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of like a never ending cycle of like, okay, off and on. But for some reason, he would always break up with me on Valentine's Day. So the next Valentine's Day, he broke up with me. And then the final Valentine's Day, he broke up with me is Valentine's Day 2020. And the sad thing was he was supposed to meet my mother and my family that day. And we were out to dinner and I was looking bomb, but I was still, I was a little bit drunk because I was like, I'm going to drink some wine while I get ready. And I had some good ass makeup. Like I was, you know, where my parents were there, my brother, my sister-in-law, my nephew. And then I finally invited my then roommate, who is such a great person. Um, I don't have a roommate anymore. I live by myself now, which it's actually kind of cleansing. But 
we were all there. And then all of a sudden he texts me. He was just like, I don't think I can do this anymore. And I just remember just fucking crying. And I'm just like, he did it again. I knew he was going to do this. And my mom was just like, my mom, she means well, but sometimes she does that. I told you so thing. And I'm like, mom, I don't need to fucking hear it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need that. I just need support. Yeah. And, um, I remember texting him and calling him a pussy. And I was just like, you piece of shit. Like, how fucking dare you? Just like, you weak man, you can't even do this to my face. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. It's, it's straight up truth. Like, I, I've only had one person break up with me technically face to face, but it was through video camera. Okay. Like, nobody, like, it when I was in a relationship, it's always been the other person kind of breaking up with me because I'm always one to want to make it work because again, this is me wanting to be loved and love other people. Mm -hmm. And the one person that broke up with me through face, I was just like, he's like, I think we should see other people. I was like, you know, I fucking knew you were going to do this. And, (laughs) but this guy, I was like, you fucking pussy, you pussy. Like, and then like COVID hit and then um, a few months later was his birthday and every year for his birthday, I kind of caved in. And so, you know, he kind of talked me into like going to go see him and let's be honest, he just, he just wanted vagina. Like that's all he wanted. And he knew I still somewhat loved him and I was going to give it to him. And I did like, it's let's be blunt. And, but in my mind, I was just like, you know what, this will tell me if I should still work on this or not. You know, and it was the worst sex I've ever had. And I was like, never again, not at all. Like no more. Yeah. And that's when I started moving on. I, you know, I kind of see myself now as like a Phoenix, Phoenix who rose from the ashes. Yeah. Um, Okay. I just like, I went through a huge breakdown, like a few months later. Um, And I was was still like, I mean, I was as everybody during COVID was drinking, but I was drinking a little bit more because of everything just to try to cope. And I started having to think myself, like, am I a fucking alcoholic? Like, am I, you know, I'm having to drink every single day to drown myself. And then like, I was like, I started having like, you know, a mental breakdown because I was just like, it was one of the first times in a while I was just like, I don't want to be here right now. And so I started having a panic attack and instead of like, you know, just calling somebody, I signed up for therapy and luckily therapy through apps help. And so I I thank my therapist, my former therapist, shout out to Frankie, but uh, (laughs) I unfortunately can't afford her anymore. But I, every now and again, she said, here's my number, text me. And luckily I haven't, because I've been, you know, going through my own like fitness and health journey and just some, you know, getting somewhat sober. And I say somewhat because I'm, you know, forced myself not to drink unless it's like a celebration and I'm with people and not by myself. Um, that, you know, I mean, that's kind of, I'm just like doing a lot better. And what's funny though, about this piece of shit guy. So I, I laugh at this. He legit until I blocked him 
So he was also a soldier. That's how I met him. Uh, and he was in my unit. And um, he was another officer. So I wasn't in charge of him or anything. Um, until he got out in March of 2021, I had to keep all lines of communication kind of open because I was the commander. Mm-hmm. And so he would like text me be like, I wish that I knew I loved you, which by the way, he never told me he loved me in the three years that we were together, but through like a huge, like fucking novel text message. And just like, I wish I knew I loved you, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. You know, we could have a perfect life together. And I was just like, I just straight up said, unless it's about military, do not talk to me. I will not, I will not entertain this. Like, we're done. Like, I'm sorry, but we're done. And the fact that I even would say I'm sorry, you're just kind of like, why am I trying to be nice about it? I'm not sorry. We're done. Yeah. And so finally, he got out his contract in March 1st of this year and midnight, I blocked him on everything. Email, text message. I found his secret Instagram because I'm that bitch and I blocked him. Like, I'm like, you're done. And he hasn't hasn't been able to reach out since. So That's awesome. I applaud that. It's been a glorious time. And I'm very glad that it's over because, again, he's he was a he he came into my life to show me what I didn't want. And it was like the worst, you know, the worst that I could see mm-hmm. in person. Um, it's really sad because he was a good friend. Yeah. But he's just a shitty person in a relationship. And yeah. he would always like blame me for everything. Like his ex-wife would complain about something and he would blame me for that. I'm like, how that fucking work? And then he would always like, say shit about so he had two ex-wives i mean i don't know if i'm like you know being blunt about that but here's the thing like if you have two ex-wives who's the fucking common denominator like i'm looking back at this like who's the common denominator and he'd be like they're crazy okay got it (laughs) period but also like i get it like that's such a cliche thing to say and because of you know my last serious relationship i'm like no i want to hear what was so crazy about her did you um you know disrespect her disrespect her constantly did you Mm -hmm. you know not fulfill what you like your promises like did you manipulate her did you gaslight her like or or was she like actually acting irrational and out of proportion? Like I need specifics. Um, Cause that can, that can just dictate like how he could probably treat you or talk about you. And I'm just like, yeah, it's like, if you don't give us specifics now, and I feel, you know, I, I feel like you and I are on the same page of this. If you don't give us specifics about how the last relationship ended like, and you just constantly say, well, she's crazy. It's just like, but how? Because everybody's crazy in a sense, if you think about it. Nobody's normal. Like, you think people are fucking normal? If people are normal, they're robots and they're Stepford wives. Like, that's legit what quote unquote normal is. Like, we don't live in the 50s anymore, guys. Yeah. But, I mean, well. 
so much. Yeah. They want us. They want to go back for some fucking reason, but mm-hmm. right. Oh I think God. honestly, like I guess, like that's actually a really great thing that you brought up because it it actually kind of goes into the illusion of these rom coms and Disney movies, like that. This love story is so easy and like so easy to find. Um, like the 1950s basically like glorifies like this illusion of the perfect family, the perfect relationship, like, you know, like the, the, the sweet little background music and like the white picket fence, you know, your husband comes home from work and, you know, a dinner's already made. Like it doesn't show you the nitty gritty about relationships. It doesn't show you the real and raw. It's usually like the woman is in distress for some reason always. And the man saves her in some way, shape or form. And okay. Like that's, it's nice. It's nice having someone that can be there for you in times of need, but, but truly like, you're not the first person to say that. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I also had to wake up to, um, you know, my role in that relationship, even though it was at one point it was a good relationship and healthy and then it wasn't. And so I needed to see, like, I couldn't just point fingers and say like, Oh, well, he did this, he did that. What did I do? You know, mm-hmm. I, I had to acknowledge that, Hey, I was really depressed at the time. I wasn't putting mm-hmm. effort into the relationship at one point and you know, X, Y, Z. So it, it's also like taking accountability of, of what you did or what you didn't do in that previous relationship so that yeah. you can do it in the next one. You don't do it with the, this new amazing person in front of you. Like this is your opportunity to, to get it right. You know, and, and put that work in. And when two people come together 100%, excuse me, I think you can finally have like what we really truly want is just a fulfilling um, partnership and love. Like, absolutely. Like, who doesn't want to be loved? Um, yeah, exactly. And, you know, as you said, like, it's not just, you know, one person's fault. Like, I same as you wasn't in a good place mentally when we first started the relationship and I just had this idea of what it should be and was trying to cater to that versus what it really was and so I was a little bit delusional but again in a way and I know that you probably agree like we had to go through that and we had to heal through that to you know see what we truly want and to see you know see who we are because ultimately if you're not in a good place and you don't love yourself as RuPaul says how the hell are you going to love somebody else and it's so true like you can't love anybody else if you don't love yourself and so you have to put that work into yourself before you could you know portray that with other people because you shouldn't have to rely on anybody else for happiness like I think that's unfortunately what a lot of women nowadays do just because we want that love and who's to say that men don't do that too i mean right. nobody's perfect right. and you know even if it is the quote-unquote perfect relationship when you know it's never gonna be without work because you know everybody's different and you know if you, if it's worth it you make it work yeah if it's not then you know you gotta put your energy somewhere else yeah, absolutely. I think you made a really great point. Um, and <clears throat> dang it, I just spaced out. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great. 
Why am I so sleazy? Um, okay, so you had a really great point that you can't rely on one person or just one thing to fulfill that void or fulfill that that happiness. Like again, find that within yourself, but also that's really unfair. That's a lot to put on another person. And I have done that, so I I get it. But also, as cheesy as that saying is, like, I think that I I didn't really love myself. I was still trying to figure out who I was and also struggling with mental health and stuff. So just a multitude of things. And so um, it was realizing that that relationship kind of, like, took all – like, he took all the, like, the best of me and as well as other circumstances. So – you know, it, I look at it now with kinder eyes, but I still kind of like beat myself up because I was like, well, maybe if I wasn't going through this, like it would have worked out. But at now I just leave it at, Hey, like you had to learn that lesson. Like it was either going to be me facing that circumstance and accepting what it was, what it wasn't. And what I want from love and a relationship and also like what I'm willing to tolerate as a person and as a human being and, and as a woman, like I was like, yikes. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a really tough pill to swallow, but that's, that's a mistake and a lesson that I'm not going to go through again because that was the last. Um, Yeah. And it's having to break that cycle and be honest about it too. So I definitely agree. I feel like in a way that's like the military in us because if we don't do anything like perfectly, we're always so hard on ourselves. And, you know, it, you know, it's hard to break that because at the end of the day, you know, they always say like soldier for life. It's so true because that's like the mentality that is like ingrained in us. And we, you know, we want to, try to find ways to make things work because, you know, you it's not like a, you can't take no for an answer, but it's like, how can we get this done? Yeah, absolutely. Like being solution like based. And that's, that's like the most productive thing. Cause there's again, being around a lot of, uh, and being junior enlisted. Yeah. You do hear a lot of the gropes and complaining E4 mafia holla, but, um, <laughs> but then I'm like, okay, this gets us nowhere. Let's come up with some solutions so that we can move past this and move forward, like carry on, you know, I was just like bitching and moaning, isn't going to do shit. And, you know, and and looking back now, I like, I wish that even the times that I did bitch and moan, like I I wouldn't have, I'm like, it gets worse. Like, (laughs) yeah. Um, but, um, overcoming this relationship and, and working on you, um, how has that, how has that like kind of turned out for you? Like, are you appreciating, you know, this singlehood and this opportunity to like, truly like get to know you and, and just like be your best self. Like, I think you're doing some great things. So it looks like, it seems like you're doing a lot better. Yeah. And no, thank you for noticing. I for sure love the singlehood right now. I'm not on any dating apps. I don't give a shit about them at all. Uh, because not on anything. At, at the end of the day, like people are just really just horny individuals and just want one thing and um you know it's the first time in a while that I want to be single and I've never felt like that before because I really 
love my peace. Like I love my peace and quiet. I love my schedules. I, you know, I've been, I talked to a few people within the last few months. Um, currently somewhat talking to somebody now, but like we just started like legit yesterday. So I'm he's a very nice guy and he's very handsome, but I mean, I'm not expecting anything, if that makes sense. Like I'm just like, you know what, we can talk and get to know yeah. each other. Like, Sounds like, like you're just um, going with the flow. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like if I try to plan out our wedding, that's not going to work out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to, honestly, like, I don't want to romanticize any more relationships or with when it starts because. Let me just well, delete that Pinterest board. Speaking of. <laughs> no, no, no just, that's, that's good. Like, you're really, truly just taking it a step at a time. If it yeah. goes this way, that's awesome. If it doesn't. You're good, but I feel you like my peace, yeah. my peace of mind, mm -hmm. not being lied to, not being all that BS. Like, yeah. I really like I've made my bedroom like my sanctuary. I've got a good new life going. I'm in a new city. Like, I am all about that. So, I'm really glad to hear that from you. Oh, yeah. No, I'm glad to hear that from you. What city are you in, if you don't mind me asking? I'm in Atlanta now. So. Ooh. Hell yeah. I've never been, but I've heard great things. I heard it's like a lot of coming. And I'm super rooting for the Braves right now because fuck Houston. No offense. But um, I'm not an, I, I'm a, I'm an A's fan, Oakland A's fan. Uh, it, they stay in Oakland. I don't know if they are. Whatever. Still my team. Yeah. Uh, don't appreciate a team that is within a league that cheats. So um, you said it. Boom. True. Um, or as I like to call them the Trashdros, because they bang on trash cans. Shots fired. I love make, it. Make that the clip. <laughs> I will. Um, yeah, so so I'm kind of from here. My family's here. It's been, you know, up and down, but I've been just embracing this new chapter and and yeah, just getting back into the pod. But um, but speaking of, you've got a podcast coming up. Tell me, yes. tell me about that. What, what made you want to get into it? All that. Tell us. So uh, before I forget, uh, it's called the Bitch How podcast. It is uh, first stream is going to be on December 1st. So look out for that. It's on a Wednesday. So uh, it's very fitting for hump day. Uh, <laughs> me and my sister-in-law. So uh, Ruby is her name. We have become such great friends since I got back from the active duty from Fort Hood mm -hmm. and through the pandemic. And she's been somewhat of my rock. And I feel like she's been, I, I've been somewhat of hers, hopefully. She'd probably be like, nah, bitch, but whatever. I mean, it is cool. Um, we've always been very creative mindset wise. Um, I've always been very un. Um, What's that word? It's like unconventional in things in ways that you know I've wanted to make money as long as it's near my cat. I So my dog is chasing my cat right now. So let's go back. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, so the reason why we technically got started on the podcast is because we've been very unconventional on what we want to do. And we 
whenever we talk, it's always comical and it's always just a great conversation and it's so fucking random. And I've always wanted to share myself with people and open up, but I've always wanted to open up and share myself with people at the right time. And I feel like, why not now? And Ruby is the same way. She was just, you know, she's just like, I, I want to start. And I'm like, okay, let's start. And so legit the day that we said, we're going to start, we made our Instagram page and we're like, fuck it. We're going to do it. And so we start our first session this Saturday and, um, we're just going to talk about how we are getting started. And we plan on talking about everything from, you know, horoscopes to relationships. Uh, Mm -hmm. She is, her family is from Mexico. So she's going to talk a little bit about her family. I come from a military family. I'll talk a little bit about that without going too much into detail that, you know, get people hurt. But, um, and we'll have guests when we get a little bit bigger and, and just, excited um we're doing um audio streaming and we're gonna do youtube so oh, we're, uh, we are uh starting off big go big or go home yeah so um we're just gonna be talking a lot of shit and it's gonna be fun and oh um just very very excited we you know i have my money drawing candle going as we talk about this so i am manifesting and we're it we know it's going to be big we know we just it's all a matter of just getting it out there and just letting people enjoy it and i'm excited um okay so i will have that linked up you're on instagram you're gonna be on youtube um I'm so excited for you. Uh, where will y'all be doing it in studio together, or like, is she in another p- spot? Like, y'all are, like- we're going to be together. So uh, we're going to be doing it out of her house. So she is a mom of a beautiful toddler named Dylan Jr. Uh, love him so much. He is a devil, but we love him. Uh, but because he's so wild, it's kind of like, okay, let's do it at your house. We have a whole setup going. Um, we could have done at my house, but unfortunately, she has to keep Junior with her. And um, Junior is aller- allergic to pet dander. And because I have two pets, we can't have it here, but that's okay. But, but, yeah, it's so much fun just getting together. And and I'm really glad that you like, pointed it out. You're like, bitch, we're hilarious. Like, we need mm-hmm. a podcast. Yeah. Um, I completely agree. Honestly, it's better to... Um, you know, go for it and try, then look back and be like, I should have at least done something, you know? I hate that mindset. Like, I should have done this, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that goes back with, like, you know, the relationships we got out of. Like, I should have done this. Okay. But you didn't. So, yeah. how are we going to go? How are we going to move forward? Yeah. So, uh, like she, you know, we're starting this podcast. I am currently, you know, I am a certified, uh, NASA nutrition coach. So I'm trying to start that business on the side on top of what I'm doing now, because I want to, because I want to help people. My, as she, you know, she is a freelance photographer. She's trying to start that business. My older, or my younger brother is starting a new t-shirt company. And once uh, he makes me my crop top, like I told him to, uh, for my birthday, which is in a few weeks, uh, he is, um, I'm going to show it off. And it's like his work so far is so good. So I'm very, you know, we're just excited to just 
say, fuck it, just start these businesses and like, let's just make that income. Let's have fun. Let's be our own bosses and just do what we want because like life is too fucking short to not do what we want. Yeah, exactly. And this is awesome. I'm so glad that you're just stepping into your light and your power and just, and, and yeah, you're doing it. Like, again, just putting action to words. And I'm just really excited to hear the first episode and what else like you guys have to share and offer. So um, is Ruby also on social media? Yes. So she is at Rubizi. I will put the actual spelling in the chat. Um, yeah. Link yeah. She's yeah. at Rubizi. I'm at Desiree Grace. I'll put that spelling there too. And then my brother for his business page is at Real Boy Sneakers. All one word. It's, okay. He did it, not me. Like, <laughs> Do you have two brothers? So I have two brothers. I have an older brother who's military and a younger brother who... Uh, he is a um, he is an assistant manager at a very nice burger chain that I will not say the name because you don't want to get people fired. You had like a younger brother. I guess the, mm-hmm. the older brother was news to me. Yeah, well, my older brother's my half brother. Like, I have an older sister too, but she's half. And oh. I don't like ever talk about them just because, you know, with my older sister, like, we're not that close. Like, she's a, a nice person. She's a good person. We're just, you know, we just is don't like any difference or like a big uh, so difference. She is eight years older than me. Yeah. Um, it's not that bad, but um, yeah. But that kind of makes sense. Like, you know, like, she was already eight years old and you were like a baby and she's like, what am I supposed to do? With that? Yeah. It was, it's also a lot of like, an, I guess, animosity too, for like her to me. And she was always like growing up, she was always kind of mean to me, like how sisters are. And, you know, I'm a type of person, like I'll forgive, but I won't forget. So, uh, and you can tell a lot of it's, you know, still here. Like, she's just like, well, I'm the oldest. I'm like, okay, you're the oldest. Got it. Yep. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm steady girl. Uh, but we're not, I mean, we're close, but we're not that close. And then my older brother, like, you know, he has his own thing going and you, you can't share too much. So I don't, you know, right. yeah. I don't ever talk about it. But the one person I can talk about who I'm closest age in is my younger brother. And he's such, you know, he's grown exponentially within the past five years, like mentally. And he's such a good man. And I'm so proud of him. And so I just, yeah, I, I don't want to brag too much about him because yeah. this, you know, but that's not about him. y'all are going to get together and like, you know, help each other out on both of y'all's like, uh, like little adventures. So yeah, really cool. Um, you. so you're going to have to explain the orange hands. I'm sorry. And also, um, you know, a little congratulations is in order for your placements. So I'd love to hear about yeah, your journey in and all that. I feel like we're talking about me too much. I want to ask so much about you. Really? <laughs> and, uh, we, now, um, I guess the one thing, just because now that we're on like the podcast question, like what got you started? Because I, you know, I, you this is such a great podcast like I actually listened to you and your roommate today and I was laughing like snorting laughing so I I just wanted like what got you what made you want to start um okay so 
my second semester at the University of Colorado, Denver. So I got out of the army, um, went back to Atlanta for a little bit, went to Athens, went to a community college to kind of like slowly baby step into full-time college, went to UGA. And then that boyfriend and I decided like, hey, let's move to Colorado. Like we both love it. If we can do it, let's do it. So we did it. So I ended up at the University of Colorado, Denver, love it. And that second semester I was reached out by another female, another woman who was also a veteran and she had already set up her own little podcast and she was looking for a co-host. So basically said like, Hey, like it's this platform, like we're all about, you know, girl power and like female empowerment, feminism. Um, You know, it's, it's giving just a, a seat at the table for what all the other military podcast guys are doing. And so um, there, there weren't really that many female podcasting podcasts out at the time. So we were, we were pretty up there at the time. And I was just really excited. I was like, you know, I've been through a lot of shit and I'm slowly building my confidence and I'm finding my voice. I'm not afraid to speak out anymore. Um, and I don't have anyone telling me that I can't or that I'm not important enough to, to speak out on whatever. So I, I know that I have a, a voice, literally and figuratively, and I can command a room. And if I want to talk about it, I'm going to talk about it. And I'm going to be as honest as I can because I'm so sick of the lies or glossing over things. Like That's truly where we fall through the cracks and we don't learn. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm just like fed up with so much that I'm like, you know what? I have a lot of things to say, so why not? And I was a college student again, like I got out of the military, I'm retired and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, And so like, she, she said that it was, you know, a platform to just say how you feel. And each of us had kind of like a, um, like a movement that we were really power, like empowered, like powered up about and inspired. So I spoke up a lot about military sexual assault because the first year in the army I was assaulted. Um, well, yeah, so multiple different ways, like physically and then sexually. Like I was like, this, yeah, great. No one fucking told me this because we're all like army of one. And I'm just like, that's that bullshit that I'm tired of. You know, it's like, hey, no, ladies, protect yourself. Like. Men too. So, um, so I was invited onto a platform and it was part of that kind of like big veteran drinking culture type of stuff, but it was so much fun. Um, you know, I made some two good friendships out of that and it was a really cool phase of life and slowly, um, you know, things started to change, but I loved podcasting. I loved the people that I met and like I'm, I'm really easygoing, so I felt like I was kind of good at it, and I just wanted to keep hearing these stories and sharing these stories so that you know people can feel heard, but also that they can inspire others. That like, hey, like I've been through this, maybe you have too, um, maybe a friend of yours has, and this is the best way to go about it, or talk about it, or or help them out, or be there in whatever way you can. So by having these open discussions and being real and raw about it like i truly want people to step into their power find their voice and live their best lives because um 
I mean, what better way to to just tell people like that they can do it, that you know they're capable. Like, I feel like I'm kind of doing it because I I wish I had that at that time when I was struggling. So like being the hype girl is awesome, and building this community is even cooler because then I have you know others around me that can hype me up when I need it too. Like, so it's it's building everything that I kind of wanted in the military like that camaraderie that true i have your back type of stuff and like being real being honest holding yourself accountable and 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 also like helping others along the way if you can um i started really we were doing the podcast like while we were undergrads so we didn't have like a lot of money and i think what i also like the most about my journey is that I try to make it affordable or like I try to have like free options for people who do want to at least try it and, you know, not go into debt doing it. So it's like, we were really fortunate. We had a studio, but um, I'm really like surprised and kind of like proud of myself for inspiring others to either start their own podcast or just be more vocal about what they want, their needs, their life, their feelings, like, I feel like we don't truly allow others to feel everything on like the emotional spectrum. Like if you if you're willing to be vulnerable and share your story, like don't apologize for being angry about how you responded at that time. Like you have every right to feel that way and this is your platform to share that on and it's like a no judgment, truly a no judgment zone because um again that like that negative like toxic female like stuff is just like it's not tolerated here um i wanted like a fresh start with my own podcast and i'm like judgment free zone like i know i can be like kind of judgmental and like particular and opinionated but like judgment free because like we're supposed to be growing we're supposed to be glowing like we can't do that if we're still like beating each other up or beating ourselves up for what we've done in the past so it's like for example, like I talk about how I used to be a really toxic person and like a girlfriend, a toxic girlfriend at one point and like how I, you know, like wasn't fair to that significant other and like little things about young love and stuff like that. And like now, like that's my journey. It's like, hey, like maybe karma is real, you know, like this past relationship, that young love relationship, like I'm truly seeing things like full circle. And if I at least don't like, share that knowledge then like how will how will i help others like avoid that pain because like that just sucks like i don't want anyone else to go through it so you know i'm i don't think i really have the attention span to write a book yet but that's definitely um but yeah i just i i like being helpful um and again just like if i can just do this one little thing like it can really make a a bigger impact and bigger movement hopefully in the future so that's kind of like that's kind of it but i'm just excited to see where it's going like it's just so unexpected it can be anything that you want it to be so like that's why i'm so pumped for your podcast journey because it like it just opens up this like window of just like a just a fresh new perspective opportunities and and cool people like like yeah well, you should be very proud because this is a great podcast. There have been a lot of great topics on it. And I'm not just saying it because I'm about to be on it, sis. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, 
living in your truth and that's like that's what should happen for everyone like everybody should be living what you know the life that they want and if this is how you want to do it you should continue to do it and yeah. congratulations I'm, and i'm very i'm very happy to hear that you know this is a, such a positive journey after military for you you know and just hearing that statement about the assault i you know i want to apologize but i know that wasn't my you know my fault you know i i naturally want to be like yeah. I wish I could have been, you know, I wish I could have been there to kill some motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> we would have fucked shit up, honestly, but it's all yeah. good. Um again, like you you did what you did as a leader for me. And you know, I really did admire you. So I appreciate the sympathy, but you know, that is just an, an inevitable thing, unfortunately. And so that was one of the yeah. major things that I felt like I needed to speak up about. I'm like just because someone wears the same uniform as you doesn't mean that that they have your back or or that yeah. they won't turn around and and try to you know hurt you and that's the biggest thing is like yeah. for my journey it's been people close to me or people that I knew and yeah. so that really broke up my internal like level of trust within myself and others yeah. So, and it throws you off. You're like, we talk about, you know, deployments, the enemy, whoever the fuck, or, assault, you know, abusers, assaulters, whatever, but they never, they don't tell you that it's someone that has the same, you know, uniform as you, uh, you know, rank, whatever, in the same barracks as you. Like, it's, yeah, it's unfortunate, yeah. but speaking out about it is what I can do to at least help other survivors and, you know, m maybe at least prevent someone from being a victim. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, orange hands? I'm just kidding. Oh, no. Oh, my God. We were <laughs> like, but yes, please tell speaking, speaking about being victims. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you beat up Donald Trump? <laughs> oh, my God. Did I? Um, so... Yeah. For those of y'all that don't know, and my camera keeps moving, I don't know why it's like we had a fucking ghost in this house or something. Um, I am a bikini competitor, and this last weekend I was a part of a uh, Zeke show, and I ended up competing in four categories, and I ended up getting first place in all four, and. That is something that I've been, that actually helped my mental health and to channel a lot of my, you know, anger and anxiety and depression the past five to six months. And so it's been a very healthy outlet. Like I had, I quit drinking because of it. I will say I didn't have a celebratory glass of wine, but um, got a little Congratulations. Uh, but, and honestly, oh hey, sobriety is hard. Like, let's be yeah. honest, that's just hard. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's it's something, you know, like, I have family members that um, don't know that they were addicts until it was too late or until they had to um, go to rehab or, you know, do something about it. And so, naturally, you know, it was somewhat of a coping mechanism. Um, and when I stopped, I was just like, okay, I actually downloaded a fucking daily sober tracker. And before I had my celebratory blast, I was four months and two days sober, which I don't, 
see having one less is something that will set me back because I know what my goals are because I plan on continuing to compete. And next show's in May, but and so I don't have to train and start training training until February. But it got me into the habit of eating healthy on about every day. But I mean, if I have a few like nice treat meals, as I like to call them, I will. Um, mm-hmm. And it has me in the gym or at least doing some kind of activity every day. So I'm happy about it and yeah, just channeling awesome. that. Yeah. yeah, and you're glowing. And I'm glad that you um, understand balance with that because there can be a very it can i mean sometimes people can be very cutthroat about that they're cutting they're very strict so the fact that you you know can acknowledge balance is super awesome yeah like i wanted to do it healthy like i didn't i I didn't want to do like you know the same meals every single day like i wanted to up until like six weeks out i still somewhat like ate what i want as long as i was within the caloric count or the macronutrients that I was given or that I gave myself. I coached myself this entire time. I don't just, I was, I'm very proud of it. And, you know, a lot of the coaches backstage were like, how did you coach yourself? I'm like, well, this is how I did it. Um, but that's um, awesome. Good for you. <laughs> thank you. And, um, it, it just, uh, six weeks out, I, I, took out some things but I didn't take out everything and then like that's when I started just like okay how can I do this in a healthy way like and that's what I did and I focused on just making sure I was eating like whole foods not the store just yeah. whole foods in general. Yeah. and <laughs> and then like two weeks that's out the, the, yeah it's, I, it's so expensive though yeah. I mean, you got to go to Trader Joe's. Do y'all have a Trader Joe's out there? Yes, we do. It's hell like, yeah. Okay, that's like the best. Um, it has all the holiday stuff right now, and I'm so excited I can buy it now. So. Actually, but, uh, thanks for reminding me. That's where uh, I need to go. But um, but yeah, again, I'm, I'm glad that you kept that healthy uh, mindset like in the back of your mind or like consciously, like as you're doing everything. Again, I really, really applaud that. Um, mm-hmm. So... Uh, what would you, what will you do in the meantime now that you don't have to train for, for like a show? Like you'll just do like regular workouts or. Um, yeah. Or so my, break a little bit or what? So, yes. So my focus right now is to uh, gain strength. So I'm going to the gym to kind of build on muscle uh-huh. and I'm eating more carbs than, uh, cause I only cut out, I, should, I didn't cut out all carbs. I just like, kind of lowered my carbs like the last two weeks in a way and manipulated them but now I'm in like you know I'm eating way more carbs now which is like I'm so happy about it and I'm trying to maintain the weight I am now because I'm at my goal weight that I wanted to make to be healthy and um I am not drinking every day and I made it a note to not drink on like a school day, <laughs> school day, a, a work night, or like if I have military that weekend, I'm not going to drink just because I don't want to wake up with like a headache or just yeah. all that stuff. So, but, um, and I also will only drink with other people, whether it's through like video chat or, uh, in person, uh, or like a celebratory thing, like my birthday is coming up. So I'm like looking forward to like you know, celebrating and like, I'm, I have a pup, so she's going to be boarded that weekend. So I'm like, I am free. Like, what are we doing? (laughs) So, um, yeah, I'm just 
going to still, you know, be healthy, but also like live life and find that balance and just, you know, enjoy myself. And then February comes and 16 weeks out comes. That's when, you know, I get back into it, but I'll still, you know, be, I'll still eat what I want, but regimented. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I'm really excited. Those outfits are super cute. So um, I can't wait to see like what, I mean, what you do and how you prep for that. Um, yeah, what are your I, I plan on just uh, what's it called? Because I didn't document this last one because this one was personal to me. Okay. So this next one, I'll document it. Okay, sure. good. Yeah. Because um, I know that there's a lot of like, you know, highs and lows and it can be very emotional. And, and mm-hmm. I'm not too familiar with uh, NPCs, like national or NP. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, the MPC. I think it's a national physique committee or commission. Um, I actually, so shout out to my league, it's a natural league. Sorry, MPC, but oh, uh, we drug yeah. test. No, <laughs> um, so I'm a part of what's called the International Physique League. So I shout out uh, IPL, it's at Compete IPL on Instagram. I know that because I've been checking it daily. I even after the fact because I just want to like I, I want to see the photos that they post, you know. Because uh, like I'm still waiting for the photos of me from my photographer because all I have are photos from my parents and it's like in a corner them doing just like oh oh, yeah 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 like this gender um I only have those and I you know I want to post a little bit more and yeah um but uh yeah I it's a huge like that day was a huge mindfuck for me even after I won because I'm like what the fuck is happening right now because I walked in and I saw so many girls and women just in amazing shape and I started reverting back to like my military mindset like oh god what could I have done better to you know come up with them and not realizing that I had the package all along and you know I it, it I like even felt a little bit guilty winning first place um yeah right uh just because I'm like but this chick looked better than me like I was still like comparing it after the fact and then it wasn't until my mom was just like honey yes they're ripped but look at you and she fucking forced it in my face and she was like you did amazing you worked so hard stop mm-hmm. and I'm like no I'll stop and so I'm just bathing in it now and so good okay yeah I'm so glad I'm trying to fucking find a way to uh strategically show my work crush like photos of me in a bikini and be like hey ask me on a date <laughs> <laughs> i love it the subtlety okay. i love it okay <laughs> but yeah seriously congratulations on that and i'm really excited to see that you're continuing that journey so um is there anything else that you would like to leave us with or um or chat about um well i just i mean i guess i just want to shout out the podcast again it's uh we're at bitch how pod b-i-t-c-h-h-o-w-p-o-d on instagram uh you can even inquire us at bhowpodcast at gmail.com um just very excited december 1st is our first episode uh ruby and i are so proud that we're starting this and we're just you know, going to continue and 
thrive in what we do. And also just a shout out my brother again, real boy sneakers on Instagram. So just uh, give him a follow and take a look at his work. He's doing, you know, he's doing amazing. So um, okay. Yes. I'll have that all up. Thank you for that. But okay. Real quick before you sign off, how do you say it? Like how's the dictation of your podcast? Like bitch, how? Bitch, how? It's bitch, how? <laughs> like that's me and uh, me and Ruth. Uh, so the background of our name, uh, we say that phrase to each other all the time because, okay. it, like, a lot of things that happen in our lives or in our family, we're just like, bitch, how the fuck did that happen? Like, how? How is this happening right now? And so. When we were coming up with the names, I just like started typing shit that we say to each other. Like we we said, we almost called each other bruh, B R U H, bruh. Like the bruh. But somebody else has that. It's like, fuck you guys, man. Um, um, and we were like, how about Ruby and Dez podcast? I'm like, that's not really catchy. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, I, I think that was perfect. That's perfect. It's a great name. Um, and yeah, thank you for that clarification. I needed to know. I'm like, Bitch, how? <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much, Desiree, for coming on. For the listeners, be sure to tune in for her upcoming podcast. And if you want to hit her up or uh, Ruby, all the links are posted. Des, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And thank you for coming on. I hope you want to come back on. I definitely do. We still need to talk about Zodiacs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. I know. Miss Scorpio placement. I love it. <laughs> Deal. Next episode, I already oh, yeah. I'll write it up. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And I'm just super excited to see like what's coming up for you in your journey. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Oh, of course. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. Hey!